Hey everybody, welcome back to When a Gay Girl Meets a Trans Girl. I'm Holly, and I've got Brooklyn over here. Hi, everybody. And then we also have Jaden and Tatum. Hi. Hi. Our two very special guests. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas! That's right, it's Christmas time. If all of you didn't know that already. <laughs> so, in this segment we have a few special things that are going to be happening here we have we have a special cnn article that was written a day or say ago that was um written about having a chosen family especially for the holidays and why that's important we also have um obviously our two kiddos here we are going to discuss some of our favorite things about christmas and maybe some early memories that these kiddos might have and we also have another special guest. Santa Claus will be in the studio with us, as well as Jaden will be coming back at the end of our podcast. And he is going to be reading uh, The Night Before Christmas. Are you excited about that, Jaden? Yes. Yeah, he is. It's going to be really fun. We did some practicing with him. He's really excited to read this book. Um, so, guys, tell me what you all really love about Christmas? Well, I love it for a ton of reasons. First of all, you get presents, and then you can also get, like, family time with everyone, like, because people might be not exactly together, and usually that's the time when people all come together as one big family to celebrate. That's pretty sweet. Tatum? What is your favorite thing about Christmas? Um... The presents, family, and fun. Yeah? Do you both have um, some ideas about what you want for Christmas? Definitely. I want a lot of expensive items. Of course you do. Tatum? There's a lot. Okay. You, you don't have much to say, do you, today? <laughs> Holly, what are you wanting for Christmas? I was kind of wanting that tablet, tablet thingy, but I don't know. I just a tablet thingy. Yeah, the drawing thingy, but I don't know. I'm just happy to be here and alive. That's true. I will be happy with anything that I get. I'm actually more excited to give gifts, and I know growing up I was more excited to get a gift for Christmas. And I think as I got older, it's been more fun to actually see the expression on my children or, you know, my spouse's face on what I got them. And hopefully it makes them super happy because I like to make sure they're happy. It makes me happy knowing that. Yeah, I love giving gifts too. This has been so painful for me because I know that we definitely got them some really great gifts. And then and I know I got you some really, really great gifts, too, that you've been begging for. Oh. I got some really cool ones for you, too. I can't wait for you to open some of them. <gasps> <laughs> That's kind of funny, because last year I wanted, like, there was not much I could think of, and this year I have a billion things that are expensive that I want so bad. Oh, for Christmas? Yeah. What? So what is it you're wanting? Like That's, a, like, super expensive. Like a hoverboard, VR headset, electric scooter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully you get it. Maybe Santa Claus will bring you something, right? Yeah. 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 
So, kiddos, um, I know you're young. You guys don't have a whole lot of years behind you, but um, tell me, do you guys have any memories of Christmas that are just some of the most amazing that you think of every time you come around to this year? I don't know. I don't think, I can't think of any. It's usually all the Christmases are good we have together. Okay. But this Christmas might be special because all of our family is going to Grandma's house. Hopefully, we don't know if that's happening exactly yet, but hopefully, yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully we all can be together. Tatum, do you have any memories from the past that you're just like, oh my God, that's so fun! I can't wait to do that again. Um, probably the last Christmas we had. That was your favorite. What was your favorite part about that? I'm trying to remember what we did last year, but I know it was fun. I like the snowball fighting. You like the snowball fighting? We had snow today, didn't we? Yes, we did. Did you guys get out and play in the snow at all? Yeah. Yeah, for how long? Uh, like maybe a minute. <laughs> it was a little cold out there, wasn't it? Very cold. Are you going to go out and make a snowman? It is way too soft. You cannot do that with the snow that we have right there. It's kind of more like a powder snow today, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are going to make snow ice cream for dessert. That's going to be good. Oh, there you go. Holly, um, you make the snow ice cream every time it snows. Can you give us kind of an idea of how we can make this? A simple Google search will take you to how to make it. Ice cream, snow, it is, or snow ice cream, it is delicious. It involves sugar, vanilla, and snow. You cannot forget the snow, or you're going to have a hard time. Um, but each child, well, usually I send out the Bratlands. They bring back about five or six cups of snow. I don't recommend adults eat that snow. Um, but the kids, it's fine. Yes, the children will love the snow, and they don't mind the little speckles of whatever's in the snow. Yeah, they, we try to keep them away from the yellow snow, too. We have a pug that likes to pepper it with its own spices. Yeah, some lemonade or some crunchy leaves, whatever you can get in there. Yeah, that's gross. That's gross. That's gross. <laughs> Little chocolate chip pails. Do we still want the snow ice cream? No, <laughs> Um, yeah, I, it's not bad. It's kind of, it's very, very sweet or very sugary, but it's, it is delicious. It tastes, it tastes like vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jaden and Tatum for being here with us. Um, and I hope you have a merry, merry Christmas, both of you. Um, Jaden, we'll have you back in the studio a little bit later today. You're going to be reading the night before Christmas. Let me hear you say that. The night before Christmas? Say it in a very, very... The night before Christmas. Sounds like Halloween. <laughs> the night before Christmas. Dun-dun. Okay. Now that the kiddos are gone, we have an article here from CNN. Um, it came out on December 22nd, 2022. It was written by Brandon Tinsley. Um... It's actually called Why Chosen Family is Even More Important During the Holidays. And this is a really huge um, 
a very huge topic when it comes to the community, the LGBTQ community, um, basically for what it is. Um, a lot of people may not find that the holidays are necessarily their favorite time of the year, but it is definitely important to them that they have a support system. Last week we talked a little bit about um, depression and anxiety, especially this time of year, and this kind of tracks off of it a little bit when it comes to why it's important to have some kind of support system. Having a family that you can choose, and that would be your friends, that would be other people, co-workers that you can bring into your own little family environment. That would also be like our family, like step family or blended families, the ones that remarry and they have their kids and then their spouse has to learn to integrate. We just got really lucky though, like we're all a bunch of little nerdlings, so and they look a lot like me, so people think they're my kids all the time. Especially my little shadow. Um, Tatum. Yeah. Um, and then there's also, I was just talking to a co-worker and um, one of her, I think one of her family's brother-in-laws is gay and he's married to obviously a guy and they have had three surrogate children. They're all three girls. Um, one was... Two of them were one guys, and one was the other guys. And I know it's a lot harder for gay guys because it's a lot harder to pay for the time for surrogacy. And to even find surrogates, because it's not as easily as how lesbians could just find a donor, and those are plenty. Um, so I know you guys have a lot more struggles with that than we do, but I am thankful for the science to be able to help with that part but again that's chosen you don't get to do it naturally you have to choose and make all kinds of sacrifices to save money or to have your family help you with it you have to sacrifice all kinds of time to make all kinds of appointments it's very true it's a it takes it's a very time consuming uh, situation and then like i said only one parent is the biological person and you've made that choice to accept that and still love them like you're they're your own there's all kinds of choice in gay families it's not as easy it doesn't come for some people it's you have to learn but some people feel it naturally but either way we're still thankful at the end of the day that we get to have those families we've been working towards that we haven't gotten far on it yet, but we are working with our in vitro to be able to have one together. Yes, kind of a little surprise for all of you out there. Um, in a few weeks, we will be finally implanting it and hoping that it takes. It doesn't always work, but maybe it will. But we get to use both of our DNA because before Brooklyn's procedure... She apparently had a lot of, well, I won't say swimmers because they were all missing the flagella, which is the little tail on the spermie. And yes, I call them spermies. Yeah. Um, but she had plenty of immature ones, so they we had to pay even more money to have those put into the eggs. Because if they did have the little tails, we could have very easily just done the turkey baster method. Yeah, that's 
largely because of the fact that I take hormones, um, estrogen. That's kind of what makes my sperm immobile, in a way, and doesn't ever let it mature. So we've been going to a lot of appointments, and I have been getting poked and prodded like no other. And I found some nurses are really good at drawing my blood, and the ones at my current clinic, she's not very good at it. She kind of scares me, because she, she wiggles that needle around a lot. But the ones at the KU love them. They're like magic. If you ever have to go through it, go to KU. They're beautiful. Yeah, the University of Kansas has been extremely helpful as far as me getting my vaginoplasty done. They extract the sperm, and they ended up um, saving everything. They froze it, and they started working with her on her end, and so um and they're not sponsoring us or anything we just really really love them they have been amazing they're better than like normal doctors are that's i know they get paid a lot but they're amazing they really are they really are we um hopefully in a future episode we can go over more details on this and let people know what all is happening with this Yeah, I could go more into details of, like, my situation, since I'm the one getting more poked and prodded. I could, if any of you are interested, I could tell you what all you're going to be feeling, and the hormones you're going to be going through, and all the shots. The only, like, painful part, well, there are some shots that actually kind of hurt a little bit, but the only part was when they took my eggs out. It was definitely a really, really, really bad cramping time for, like, two or three days. But it wasn't awful. It's nothing to turn you away. Yeah. Anyway, that's our chosen family. Yes, it is. Um, we have friends. We have our family that we chose that is actually our kin, our related family. Um, Holly was very fortunate to choose me to be a part of her family. And she chose my children to be a part of her life as well. So, some more that added to your list. Um, I have your parents and your sister and her wife. And so, we... Yes, my sibling and I are both gay. I think we've already gone over that. No, we're not twins. She's (laughs) like a year and nine months younger than me. So, I'm kind of curious what all of you... Who might be your chosen family out there? Um, We go back to the article here from CNN. They talk about how... The holiday often centers around conventional dynamics in the home. A non-conventional dynamic, though, is your pets, and pets are a part of your family. You also choose your pets, and I know if you're alone, or even if you're not alone and you're just an animal person like me, they can make your heart so much happier, and you make their hearts happy. And yes, our pets do have a little stocking with a paw print, and I may have given the pug his presents too early and have to get him new ones, but the kitties got theirs and they love them. Well, they got half theirs. Anyway. Of course you do. But you can have pets as family, too. That way, if you don't have anybody that can come and they're all busy, you got a puppy or a kitty right there, and you can snuggle up and be like, Merry Christmas. And they'd be like, Thank you, I love you. And you can be like, Yeah. Can't really have a conversation, but we can sit here and drink wine and watch a Christmas story. There you go. That's that's Holly's little thing there. Um, going back, um, the Holiday Office Center's around conventional dynamics. We already learned what non-conventional dynamics uh, in the house are um, in biological family. Um, if you go back to the the song, Good Tidings We Bring to You and Your Kin, it's 
part of the old classic Yuletide Carol. Yuletide Carol, if I can get that right. Um, yet for when it comes to queer people who aren't connected to their biological families, um, this can be a really hard time of the year for them. So that's part of how Christmas can be very stressful. This is why we need to have those um, chosen families. It's very important that way. And I get that. When I was off in the Marine Corps, like, miles away from my family, like, yes, I did have them, but I remember a year I gave up so that my little Lance Corporals could go see their families, and I stayed behind on duty. Um, But I went with my friends, and I video chatted, I'm thankful for that technology, with my family, but... I spent most of the holiday just with my chosen family, and it still made my heart extremely warm and happy that I chose these people and they chose me to be spending this holiday with. Sometimes it kind of means a little bit more than the ones that, like, you're stuck with. They're the ones that, like, really chose to be there with you. I didn't have to go visit Aunt Sue. Like, we wanted to be together. You know, you talk about that, the technology, um being able to video chat and all of that you know we are so fortunate as human beings right now to be living in the time that we're in and maybe a hundred years from now or 200 years from now that we'll be able to teleport directly next to somebody yes and things will be so much easier when it comes to that i know you could go to war during the day and then be like no man i'm I'm gonna go home for lunch guys you got a pot roast yeah there you go but um you know right now we're in some technology where you can video chat somebody and God, you go back even 20 years, but I mean, you even look at, you know, 30 years plus, you know, the thousands of years before that single moment and, you know, you move away and you're gone. You, all you have is maybe a phone for a few decades. Before that, you have letter writing. And even before that, there was nothing. When you moved away from family, you were gone. So this is something that we have had to do in for, for many, many, many years, we've had to find people that are similar to us. We have to find people that are, um, that follow our culture or are who we are as a person. And we build a town or we build a community, even if it's a really small community, but we'd find these friends, we'd find this family that we would build. And, you know, that was 1800s, 1700s, 1600s, long before that. And nowadays we have all this technology to bring us closer to our actual family, our blood family. And yet we're still doing this. We're still trying to find people to bring us closer to something outside of kinship. Well, yeah, it's from first hand experience a video chat is definitely not the same as physically being there with them hugging them and smelling them and the food and being in that like physical intimate space it was bittersweet i shall say do you think that makes people miss their family more um yeah i definitely teared up quite a bit after it i was (laughs) it was very sad but I was very thankful that I at least could be there in a form with them. It's kind of like you're a little ghost. 
And then obviously they get more carried away talking because they're all in person and you're on this thing that you can hardly hear and stuff like that. And then they try to keep including you, but it's just not as easy when you're not there. So it's bit, it's bittersweet. Always being there in person. And I think that's what keeps driving the kinship because intimate space helps a lot with your kinship. You gotta smell each other. Little sniff sniff tells you how I like you. Just like a dog. Yep. Spend Christmas with me. You smell friendly. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> you smell like my wife. Huh? You smell good. Oh. Uh, well, so those are a lot of different reasons why we need our um, chosen family. The biggest thing that you can do, especially around the holidays, is get out of your house find people, find people like you. You know, there are websites where you can meet someone. There are places where you can go out. I hate to say go to a bar, but I mean, there's like little bars where you don't have to just sit there and drink. Go get yourself a, a soda or um, go get yourself some food or whatever and just sit. Go or, on to Eventbrite. You'll yeah. find things that you like. And that's what I started doing. There's a lot of different places you can do it. You could do that on like a, a video game server, you know? Yeah. Get on and start playing a game and, like, get to know people on there and start talking to them. I was thinking about starting to go to, like, little tabletop game things so I could start making nerdy friends like me. Yeah, go get into Pokemon. Get into Pokemon cards or, um... I want to do Pathfinder. Pathfinder? Yep. I was thinking about getting into D&D and just giving in since that's what everybody else plays and it's a lot like Pathfinder. You know, the neat thing is you don't have to know anything about any of that to start go find a place look it up online go find a place that actually is getting ready to do an event show up watch talk to the people that are standing around watching or waiting or talk to the people that are at the table yeah if you're a nerd if you're a nerd you will absolutely love doing it and i don't like she's saying it's everybody is happy to teach someone else and have a new person at the table and nobody is going to judge you. If somebody's judging you, that's the wrong table to be with. They are few and far between, though. Yeah, so, you know, again, going back to all w- what our topic was, go out. Um, take a moment, figure out what you like, what you are wanting to be a part of, and go find your chosen family. Go find who they are. Even if you have a, Even if you have an amazing, loving kinship with your blood family go find someone go find a best friend someone that you can call your family a brother from another mother or a sister from another lover uh Wait, no what? <laughs> <laughs> no what does that mean i don't, I, know. I don't even know what that is <laughs> oh god well um so do you have a do you have a game for us today I do, um, uh, this one, honestly, it's not about the gay things, but, and it's past games I've brought up, but if you are lonely, um, again, Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing, if you're needing one, you get to be gay, because you can dress, it's unisex, whatever you want to wear, um, and two, Those two games have really good winter holidays. Yes, Animal Crossing, you'll have to skip the clock or hope that it's actually Christmas to be spending Christmas. 
but Stardew Valley, you kind of got to plan ahead because its calendar goes day by day, every few minutes, so you need to time it out. But they have really good winter holidays. Like in Stardew Valley, you all gather in the little town center. There's Christmas lights everywhere, and you're everybody's really nice. It feels like a little community. And then Animal Crossing, they've got all the pretty decorations. That, like Animal Crossing, so pretty at Christmas time. The Christmas trees have Christmas lights. You get to decorate with Christmas stuff. Oh, makes me want to get on that game. I know. Like that game is actually pretty magical for Christmas. It really is. You know, any time of the year for that game, you have, like, the fireworks during the summer. You have... New Year's. New, yeah, New Year's. You have, like, a little New Year's celebration right at midnight on the cl- on the dot, wherever you're at. Um, the wedding. We actually had an after-wedding party that our two oldest stepsons put... Or her son, my stepson. But they put together... And they gave us little wedding presents and had a little wedding party. We took pictures. <laughs> we did some dancing. It was very sweet of them. It was very sweet. I loved it. It was very adorable. Yeah, they very put a thoughtful. lot of yeah, a lot of time, and they like wrapped the presents. Like it was really neat. You know, you take um, Animal Crossing or Stardew Valley. I feel like Animal Crossing fits in this a little bit more, but that game really signifies a chosen family. Yeah, it really does. And you can literally be like, I hate this camper. Bye. And be like, I really want that camper. And you have the Animal Crossing cards out there that you can find at Target or Walmart. Amiibos. The Amiibos. And you can scan it. And you can bring new uh, villagers into the game. And literally choose them. Yeah. You build the village. You build the city. It's really fun. It's actually a really fun, family-oriented game that... Especially if you're feeling kind of down for the holidays. That's a great one to get into, right? Yeah. Or if you're, like, slightly immobile and say you get snowed in and you can't do anything. Or if your family has Animal Crossing. Like, I know during COVID, the game came out, like, right during COVID. And people were having weddings on there. Like, they legit had weddings on there. Or they had graduation parties on there. Like, it's Especially if you've got other people at play, you can just all get on and be like, hey, let's throw a party. And now that there's cooking, you can even throw some, like, plates on, like, a table and have a little feast. That's really neat. Now, you, um, there's actually websites where you can get on and meet other people, um, that play this game, too. And you guys can show up at each other's village. Yeah, Machete was doing that when the game first came out. He was inviting random people to go hang out on his island. That's really neat. That is a really cool thing. Yeah. And yes, he loves Animal Crossing. Yeah. That's, I know we discussed it last week, but that's a game that you really need to get into, especially for the holidays. Whether it's a kid, whether it's an adult, that is a great game to dig into. If you play with your kids, I warn you, it's a family account. They can do things on your island. I know a lot of them get a little carried away with spinning the bells on cute things, so... I'm just warning you, they do some interesting things. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> you started all over on your island recently. Due to, an un- due to an unfortunate accident of me trying to be sweet and give Brooklyn my good Nintendo Switch because she got me the special edition Animal Crossing Nintendo Switch that's awesome, I forgot to do the island backup save on Animal Crossing and lost everything. I had fully completed everything. It was heart-wrenching, but... I pushed forward, and my mom plays that game every day and gave me a lot of money. That's awesome. She had millions of dollars. 
Yeah, my mom's trying to see, like, if she can get the max amount of bells. She is hooked on that game. She's never been a gamer, but I told her about that game, and I showed her the pictures, and she absolutely loved that you could wish on shooting stars and how magical the game looked. So it has become her chosen family. My mom does not go out. She sits, she stays at home. She'll go out shopping. She's not agoraphobic, but she stays at home. And that game has definitely become her chosen family and brought her a lot of happiness. Like she loves the little characters. She talks about them almost like they're her children. Sometimes yeah, I worry yeah. that they're her kids now. <laughs> well, she'll be like, I'm ready for this one to move on. You know, they're ready to move. Would you want them? And I'm like, oh yeah. Or, eh. And she's like, I just really hate to see them go. <laughs> yeah, she named one of, she got the family account so she can have a bunch of, like, accounts so she can have all of them living on the same island, her little characters. And one of them is Agador Spar from the Birdcage. And she made him look just like him. Brown, he's got short shorts, he acts gay, his little house is kind of gay. That's, like, her favorite one. But she's met a lot of people online. And become really close to some people on there. Yeah, she's definitely expanded her online chosen family. Like, I'm very happy for her. I think it's helped her a lot. I think so, too. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. And there's nothing wrong with that, either. Like, people think online's not the same. It's not the same, but it still is a social thing that helps you get to talk with other people and have interest. And my mom has actually met one or, I think, one or two friends from online in real life that were passing by so it does open up those doors still that's really cool yeah well we'll be right back in a little bit we have a fun little interview since it is christmas time it can't be christmas without without us no without santa claus oh yeah yes <laughs> we are all santa so we're going to have a fun little interview just with Santa Claus, and then we'll close it out with Jaden giving us a little poem at the end. And we'll be right back. Yeah. Welcome back. We are interviewing Santa. Yes, we have Santa Claus right here in our studio with us. Welcome, Santa. Thank you, Brooklyn and the Holly. I am excited to be here. Thank you, Santa, for taking time out of your busy day for this interview. Not at all. It is always a pleasure to sit and talk to both of you. Um, so, tell me. I've always wondered. This is always one of the biggest questions ever, and it's always one that everybody always asks, but I thought I'd get it straight from you. Is magic real? And how do you really get to all those houses around the whole world in a single night. I mean, there has to be some kind of secret, right? I must say, there is magic all around us that we are unable to see, but believing in yourself is part of what keeps the magic of Santa alive. This is how I am able to be everywhere all at once in a single night. However, even Santa has his secrets that I cannot divulge. Could you do me a favor? I thought it'd be fun to kind of give a little bit of a shout-out to some of our listeners um, that maybe you could be visiting on Christmas. Uh, could you throw out some of the names of some of the boys and girls that could be listening to our podcast? Some of the good little boys and girls that listen to you are 
Annika, Sherry, Sailor, Jaden, Madison, Totem, Lucas, Mel, Tori, Alyssa, Carson, Haley, Alexia, and Caleb. Just to name a few, of course. Alright, so I've never witnessed this. I don't know if I was just a really good little girl or something. I don't know about that. But do you really give coal to the bad little boys and girls? Honestly, there are not as many bad little boys and girls as one might think. Most of the children of the world are really quite nice. Oh, they have their moments, but their heart is in the right place. But on the occasion, I have been known to sneak a bit of coal into one or two stockings over the years. Interesting. Huh? Yeah. So I just was that good, huh? You were, really. <laughs> I must have been good, too. I never got any coal, either. I don't believe that. That right there is what makes me a skeptic. Oh. <laughs> we don't believe in you, Santa. <laughs> um... So, do pets get a visit from Santa, our little chosen family furry creatures? Why, of course, Ollie. The magic of Santa is for pets and adults in addition to children. So don't you worry. All three of your little pets will get a little something from Santa as long as they have their stocking out. Okay, okay. I get it. Um, looks like our three little pets, which, Holly, give him a shout out. Lily for Lily Von Stoop. She's the little kitty with the mustache. Alan Rickman, named after the late Sir Alan Rickman. He was an amazing actor, by the way. And then Wisp, who I call Whisper. He's a fluffy snow leopard looking thing. So it sounds like they're going to be getting some from Santa, huh? Because they're good little furry angels. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> well, Santa, I've always loved your laugh. Um, could you give us a quick, a quick laugh? <laughs> Good try, Holly, but it goes something more like this. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, Santa, that always makes me smile. Thank you so much. Um, is red your favorite color? Like, I see it on everything. Is it just because it kind of goes, like, with the holly? Is it jolly? Christmas? Yeah, because you make what's normally, like, a very violent color something very happy, at least in our world. Well, Holly, I love all the colors of the rainbow. However, the Mrs. Claus says I look good in red. It is interesting that a color such as red can bring joy during Christmas, yet can make a person feel cautious at times. That's true. Red is typically a, considered to be a scary color. Yeah, it's usually around Halloween and everything, but you make it with, it seems like it's kind of got to go with green a little bit or white to not be so intimidating but yeah you change something bad and make it beautiful and i think that's really great well thanks again santa claus we love having you on and uh good luck on christmas eve night and on christmas day it's going to be really cold for around where we live so i hope you stay warm yeah and i hope your hot cocoa is sweet and me and the Bratlands and Brooklyn, we all made you some cookies, so I know you'll be looking forward to those. They put a lot of effort into them. Sounds super yummy. Yummy. As I am about to leave to load up my sleigh, I have these last words to the people of the world. Just remember, no matter who you are, no matter your color, gender, age, who you love or how you identify, you are loved. You are one in a million. 
and thank you, Brooklyn and Holly. I look forward to those cookies. See you all tonight. <laughs> so I know this whole episode was about Santa but and Christmas, but I also wanted to just give a little shout out to all the winter solstice holidays. Um, there obviously are all kinds all over the world. Um, solstice actually is a Latin word that means the sun stands, stands still and it's the northern hemisphere is the closest to the sun. Um, but a lot of societies have formed their own little holidays right around the winter solstice to celebrate winter. Which is kind of nice because you're celebrating something that's about to mean kind of an impeding doom because it stops all of your farms and everything for a little bit. But again, that's people persevering and coming together and being happy. So like the Jews or Kwanzaa or Yuletide or I don't know, whatever everybody's got. Happy holidays to everyone whatever you believe in or if you don't believe in anything it's still a, a happy time for everybody absolutely happy holidays to everyone and everything that's out there so don't feel bummed out if you're not with this whole santa thing or with christianity or whatever yeah there's still a reason to be happy it's apparent everybody tries to be there's a reason for the season heck yeah that was yeah. perfect yeah Alright, so we're going to go ahead and sign off now. Let us know what you guys did for the holidays. Let us know what holiday you celebrate over this winter solstice. Yeah, or any traditions. Like, I love hearing about other people, what they're doing, or their little traditions. And you all have a very merry, very, very, very merry Christmas. And happy holidays. Happy holidays. And we'll see you back next week. And we're going to close this out with little Jaden. Oh yeah, next week will be New Year. It will be New Year's. Um, we're going to close this out with Jaden uh, reciting The Night Before Christmas. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. T'was the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn a, there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wandering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his courses they came and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen. On Column, Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry as that before, the wild hurricane fly. When they meet with an obstacle, mount it 
to the sky. So up the house top the choruses they flew with the sleigh full of toys and Saint Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around down the chimney, St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry, his troll little mouth was was drawn up like a bow, and the beard of his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings when churned with a jerk and laying his finger aside of of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh to, to his team, gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of his sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night! Ho, ho, ho. Thank you for reading that for us. You're welcome. You have a Merry Christmas, buddy. You too, Daddy. Thanks for joining us on our show. Don't forget to check out our other shows wherever podcasts are available. And if you're in the position to help our podcast grow... Please join us at patreon.com forward slash ggirltgirl.com and check out our Facebook page for more updates and messages at gaygirl forward slash transgirl. And if you're joining us here from YouTube, please hit that like button and subscribe. Thank you.